0: you look at it and you think of it as a really long staircase if i look up like it seems daunting i can't be in the first step look up and even see the top step but the steps that are right in front of me are the ones that i need to focus on and i know that eventually i'm gonna pause and i'm gonna be like oh i've actually like made some serious progress here All right, it's November, everybody, and welcome to the Align Life Pro. Our theme for the month of November is going to be planning, and specifically, I think Michael and Kristen, welcome, by the way. The New York Times bestselling author, Michael Langton, and the queen of coaching, Kristen Taber. How are you guys?
1: Very well. How are you?
0: I'm good. Doing peachy. We are, uh, we're getting towards the end of the year, and I think this is when people, specifically I think a lot of our listeners, really start trying to plan for next year. And I, I We're going to challenge what their definition of plan is here in a second. And actually, well, let's not wait for a second. Let's just go ahead right now because, Michael, this idea of an annual plan we think is kind of dangerous. It's not really a plan, is it?
2: No, it's not. It's important to have, have an annual objective or intention, but planning at the tactical level is, is nearly impossible um, that far out. So 12 months away from now is hard to Hard to plan tactically.
0: So anytime there's a plan, a plan should involve executable tactics, and that's why we're so big on planning on the short cycle bursts. And so uh, you know why
2: that is, though, Mike. You know why it's it's impossible to have the right tactical level detail in a plan that far out.
0: I'm sure you are going to tell me.
2: <laughs> well, I know you know the answer too. It's because of uncertainty, right? the The volatility in the world um, makes it impossible to plan at the tactical level, detail twelve months into the future. And in fact, what we're going to talk about today is some innovations that we've had to make, right? Based upon sure the uncertainty, that's really ramped up in the last six months. That's just gone off the charts in terms of of uncertainty and unpredictability.
0: And Kristen, you're probably seeing that with your clients more than ever right now. I mean, we have more uncertainty probably going into twenty twenty one than any year. I mean, we didn't really have the uncertainty going to 2020. The uncertainty presented itself in the middle. And now we've got this uncertainty going to 2021. And I think it's paralyzing a lot of people when they really shouldn't be paralyzed.
1: No, I absolutely agree with that. You know, when we started this whole um, COVID thing back in March and we thought it would be over in a few weeks, maybe even a few months. And and we were looking at doing things differently because how we had planned in 12-week cycles wasn't working then. But I think it's even evolved more than that to, to the end of the year. I mean, nobody thought we would walk into October or November still dealing with some of the stuff that we've done. I think now it's even more important than ever to have shorter cycles goals to execute in, to be able to predict our outcomes we want to get.
2: you've had some pretty good success with that, right, Kristen? I mean, you've, you've been using this process of short cycle execution, um, four-week bursts actually, to help your clients. And and so what are some of the results you've been experiencing with them?
1: Through the end of September, 100% of my clients had reached 100% of their goals, their four-week goals. I mean, we are, we are at execution levels I've never seen in a year that should be the opposite in an annualized That's, year, that should be predicting the most opposite outcomes.
2: That surprised me when I, when I heard that Kristen, that in a time when we would think that people would be struggling just to, to, to keep their head above water, you've had people really hitting their goals. Now their goals have been set based upon all the uncertainty out there, but, but nonetheless, people are intentional and in hitting their goals. So you can execute in four week cycles as well. Yes.
1: Saying. And to that point, Michael, you have to be realistic about where you're at. You have to start where you're at now. And, and a lot of people had to really identify where they are and be honest about where they are right now.
0: And I think I've been starting my presentations recently with these three slides. And the first slide I usually show is basically a life preserver in the middle of the ocean just kind of bobbing in the water. And I think a lot of people are taking that approach. I'm in this life. I'm in survival mode I'm just sitting in the middle of the ocean. I'm just kind of sharks seeing what happens. Sharks are circling. Yes, everything's. I'm hyper aware of everything that's going on around me, but I feel helpless, like I can't do anything. That we have a lot of people who are existing in that world right now. Then the next slide I show is because I think this is happening too. It's like, and we've talked about this. Carlos Odago talked about it about in our in our previous month about how everybody is working so hard. A, because it's a coping mechanism for what's going on. And they're, they're like a surfer who's riding the wave. But that wave is going to take the surfer wherever the wave wants it to go. And the surfer eventually is going to crash. They're either going to crash in the water or they're going to crash on land, but they're going to crash. And there's and, still sharks too, right? And there's still sharks for that surfer, yeah. Generally speaking, people are kind of falling into those two categories. So where do we want to be? We want you to kind of be riding those same waves, but we want you in a kayak. And the main difference with the kayaker is the kayak has a paddle. And that paddle is the tool that gives the, the kayaker choice, choice in direction, choice in speed. They're still dealing with the same sharks, but they're a little bit more protected. And they're able to kind of navigate the water and stay on top of the wave consistently for a long period of time because they have the right tools in place. From our perspective, heading into 2021, people are, are like, oh, it's so uncertain. I don't know how I'm going to plan for the year. I don't know, you know what are my targets going to be. Are we going to be off? Whatever. Else. It is more important right now to have intentionality heading into 2021 than ever before.
1: Absolutely. We even get down to the granular level of day to day sometimes with a sure. goal for just the day. Yeah. And I never I never thought at the beginning of this year or the in my career ever that I would do goal setting on a 24 hour basis. Sure. But, but there are people that because of where they're at right now and, and they feel like they're in that life preserver in the middle of the ocean, Mike, that, you know, our goal today is to just get your feet out of the water, right. you know, and and as as have as as little as your body parts available to the shark, you know. And if
0: that's you're in that little life that preserver, vision. that's what's happening, right? You're just dangling there for, you know. Oh my gosh! Whoever wants to yeah. take you off.
2: That's a bad mental image. We we gotta
0: we gotta get off this quickly because I'm gonna get fixated on it. Yeah, because you
1: don't like sharks. Um, I don't like sharks at all. Yeah. So so have you had we... a bad
0: experience with a shark? I kind of want to know more about that now.
2: Uh, no, it just comes. I'm a boomer and I saw Jaws and I. <laughs> I, I lived in a place where there were no sharks within 100,000 miles, but, but I still used to take baths and worry about the sharks under the drain pluggers. Oh. I'm literally in, insane about sharks.
0: Okay, all right. Well, go ahead, Kristen. <laughs> I had to dig a little deeper there. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, that, that derailed me a little bit. But no, I mean, with, with, we can almost with, I won't say 100% certainty, but with, with a high degree of accuracy, be able to predict four weeks. Sure. Um, We can certainly predict the outcomes of one day and and we can judge what our success is going to be based on the action we take.
0: I think we can successfully, when it comes down to a day, I think most days, you know, there's always those days that kind of go off the rails, right? But the thing that's powerful about the four weeks is that when you take a collection of four weeks of twenty-eight days, or really twenty working days, or what, whatever you work inside those four weeks, you can overcome. It's long enough where you can overcome a couple bad days.
1: You absolutely can, uh, Because yeah. life happens. We've right. all experienced that. Um, Your dog gets and, and
0: attacked by a coyote or something like that. Like yeah,
1: that, right. That could happen. Or, or you know, or a shark even. Yeah, even a shark. Yeah. Or you're trying to move in the middle of COVID and building a new business. I and mean, your
0: dog gets attacked by a coyote. without well, Oh, that's. Fine. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, for those of you who don't know, our dog got attacked by a coyote. Well,
0: probably
2: a, a whole flock of coyotes or her. It's not a flock. Or, it's a pack. A pack, pack.
1: She is fine. She had to have surgery. Oh, jeez. If if they're flying, oh, Andrew, stop. We are off the road No, rest. no, it <laughs> makes it fun. It makes it fun. But um, for those of you who don't know, she is fine. She had to have surgery. Um, it could have been far worse than what it was. Um, she's doing as well as she can do, with as a, a dog can do with a splint on their leg, but all is well.
0: And that's good. so So yeah, I think that today what we're going to really kind of focus on is changing people's mindset about having these really complicated annual business plans. That Michael, in your history, in in your perspective, they put a lot of time and effort into developing these plans that are really, they lack ownership. They lack all kinds of things. I mean, what are the problems with having those long-term annual business plans? And then conversely, Kristen, I want you to answer what's the benefits of having a simple kind of, what did did Michael call that off air? What did we call it? Intentionality? No, he called it a, uh, no, it was was Kristen. what did you say? What'd you call it? Or it wasn't Michael. I can't remember who it was.
2: It was somebody, but Kristen was talking about that this morning with both of us in terms of yeah the difference targets
0: and goals and targets and goals yeah so having an annual intention versus having an annual business plan so right. so Michael what are the what are the problems with these complicated annual business plans. <laughs>
2: That, that's a great question I mean there's some benefits in thinking annually and, and kind of laying out annual strategies uh, but there's some significant downsides that people don't confront and one of the things that happens is that the effort that goes into that annualized plan is pretty intense I mean to write a good annualized plan you're you're talking about a, you know an aspect around budgeting an as, a, aspect around your human resource planning you're, you're talking about um, predicting what's going to be happening in your market and and really taking advantage of the new opportunities but also making sure you're you're maintaining the current business and protecting it from loss. Wasp due to change, and so you've got these really complicated, deeply thought-out plans that that become obsolete probably in the first eight to twelve weeks of the year. So so all this effort that went into this this plan has become kind of just a wasted effort because past past March you're really not working from a plan that, that's that's effective because the world changes and we we know we're talking about COVID and all the stuff that's been going on with, with, uh, with everybody that we're working with. And, and that's a high hyper level of change, but even without COVID, even without all the stuff that's been going on this year, the the world is moving faster and faster and faster and annualized planning is becoming less and less and less effective because of that, that length of time, the lack of predictability.
1: Well, can I argue a little bit that you said, you know, Yes. I'm good at arguing. Yeah. You said that, um, you know, by the end of March, we really aren't executing from that annual plan. And I would almost argue that from January, (laughs) you're not, you're not executing because we walk into January with, Oh my gosh, thank goodness that year's over with, I'm just going to take a little breather. I'm just going to kind of come to grips with what I think I want this world to be. We take our foot off the gas in January on day one. And I don't think we ever fully put our foot back on the gas.
2: Yeah. I mean, the plan makes us feel better, right? I mean, we've, all oh, we got to figure it out. But then, you know, by the end of the first quarter, you, all that, that lack of activity shows up in the fact you missed your first quarter numbers. If you're right, yeah. Kristen, if you yeah. were executing, you would hit your numbers, but you're exactly.
1: not. Exactly. And, and then we we get back into that vicious cycle of here it is October and we're on the run again to try to make or break our our year and as we've said you know that we always look at our years our annualized success or failures based on that last 12 weeks that that fourth quarter execution burst
0: yeah and i think that's what number one so what i'm hearing you all say is the lack of it doesn't create a sense of urgency towards uh, towards executing and hitting your numbers when you have these annual this annual business plan. And then the other thing that I think is, and I think a a lot of our listeners, again, kind of fall into this trap where they might be a 1099, a a part of an organization or whatever else. And we're going to kind of dive deeper into that in the second episode of this month. But if you have a higher up who sets this plan and expects for the people under them to have this ownership, you know, there's not always this great sense of ownership in the plan either, depending on how people go about it. And sometimes they use such formal, uh, legalese kind of language that doesn't really kind of get to the core of people and what they are. So, I think that's another big piece of it is the urgency, the ownership, and honestly, I think people make these annual plans way too complicated, and, uh, and that kind of goes along with the language, but it also kind of goes along with the components because I think it it boils down really just to a couple key things that you have to have to have a good annual intention. And again, I think that's where we're going to try to take this is that we're taking it to, this is your annual intention. And so when I think about the annual intention, I'm thinking, okay, I've already kind of thought and and Michael and I had a conversation about which direction does this go? Does it go from what you're, what you can do in the small, then you kind of start dreaming big from there. Or do you think forward in the future and then try to backpedal and design the, the steps to get you towards what that ideal life is. Um, I tend to, I tend to go out. I'm specific in nature. Long-term planning for me is like what's going to happen after lunch. So I I need to have a little (laughs) bit more thinking about what it is that I want. And it's actually, it's ironic because I've gone through this process and I feel like I'm super clear about what that idea that life well lived looks like for me down the road you know and now I can kind of say okay well and if this is what my life well lived, and I'm not putting limits on it there's no time on there there's it's just this is what it looks like for me there's no boundaries at all there's no how much or how to get there it's just this is what I really want to get to and ultimately that vision represents freedom to me so (laughs) now I can kind of say okay well then what can we do and the next three years to get there. What can I do this year to get there? And then that boils down to what do I need to get done in the next four weeks to kind of get me to that year that gets me to that three-year that eventually gets me to that life well-lived that I want.
1: In the coaching world, too many people want to skip over – you know, the inches, they want to go the miles right off the bat and they look at how many miles they have to go that longer term vision, Sure. you know, and they, they have such a disconnect between what that what life well lived look like that's that's the easy part. I mean, I can I can verbalize all day what a life well lived looks like for me. I can't tell you today what I need to do and how that represents that way long-term landscape. And that's, I think that's where people really have that disconnect. I agree. And I think that's where we can really help people is to really bring that near term for them so that they can really see clearly what that, progress today looks like and how it represents that life well lived.
2: Yeah. If I could just add to that real quickly, this is a challenge I have all the time between the long-term you know, intention or vision and, and the short-term visioning process. Because uh, I used to work for a company a number of years ago, and they had this concept called be here now. A lot of my coworkers would say, go away now to me, but, okay. but ultimately there's this thing called be here now. And and it was all about the fact that you know we we tend to live life regretting the past, being you know, be, you know wishing we'd done something different. You know, boy, if, if I'd only started this earlier, this would be where I'd be now, right? So we we got to look back at the past. Sometimes we had great stories where we could relive it. You know, when it was a fantastic time in high school when I was star quarterback, whatever. But the past is fixed. You can't change it. You might learn from it. You might regret it. But you can't change it, right? And then, and then the other thing is that we get pulled into the future. This kind of like someday in the future I'll be here. Someday in the future I'm going to get to, to do this stuff. And I start to think about down the road when I don't have to do what I'm doing right now. Someday it'll be better, right? So this kind of view, vision of the future that's different. We get pulled away into the future. Sometimes what happens is I'm I'm here right now, but I'm thinking about where else I could be right now, doing something else. And I'm not, guys. I'm not thinking about that in this on this podcast. I love. Oh this yes, right you here. are. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I you're thinking that. He's in a sport like,
0: bronco. Listen. Into is, well, know. okay.
2: Now I All am. Right. Okay. Now you, thank you, Mike. Now I am thinking about my Bronco. But that's a anyway, life well
1: lived for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is, that's my whole life, past, future and everything. No, I'm kidding. But, but that, that getting drawn away from other things I could, would, should be doing other than what I'm doing right now. So the reason I'm talking about that is for me, the moment by moment life I'm leading is, is important that in that moment that I'm feeling good about myself. I'm feeling good about what, what's going on. I'm feeling, I'm feeling fulfilled. I'm feeling, so how do you, how do you take, so let's assume that's that's a a safe proposition that proposition that that that's that's a good thing to be kind of fulfilled in the moment how do you tie that to this this vision of the future that that you know represents someplace else than where you are right now how do you tie that future to the be here now concept
1: well does it go back to what's important now to help you get there
2: i think it does doesn't
0: it yeah i mean because i think that if you look at it and you think of it as a as a really long staircase right And I know that if I look up and I look at how long that staircase is, like it seems daunting. It's like, uh, you know, climbing the Empire State's building stair by stair by stair. I I can't be in the first step, look up, and even see the top step of what it's like to see that view from the top of the Empire State Building. But the steps that are right in front of me are the ones that I need to focus on. And then when I get to that landing, I can then turn and look at the next set of steps that I got to, that I got to take on. And I know that eventually I'm going to pause and I'm going to be like, oh, I've actually like made some serious progress here.
1: Exactly. Mike, at that point, you have to stop for a second and turn around and look at how far you've come. We get so focused on how far we have left to go. Mm -hmm. We don't celebrate or recognize how far we've come.
2: You know, that's, that's something that, that I think I've really strongly agree with. And I think it's, it's something that that I've heard before about how people who are long-term successful really, you know, achieve great things in their lives are, are just really good at hitting their short-term goals. Yep. And so, so being able to tie that long-term vision with your short-term objectives, your four-week burst goals, right. gives you that sense of I'm I'm really doing what's important to me in life. And in the moment, then I think you can live that life of, you know, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but it feels like I'm there because I'm doing the stuff it takes to get there. And that's super motivating to me anyway.
1: And I would really love to celebrate success in four weeks and then do the next four weeks and celebrate again, not waiting till I retire or whatever that long-term thing is, because you're going to get tired of waiting for that to come to fruition.
0: I'm sure if you're climbing those steps, those flight of stairs, all the way to the top of the Empire State Building, you get around the, uh, you know, the 10th, 12th floor of, of the 100 and whatever stories it is, you're going to need some motivation to get to that next landing, right? And I think that's where uh, that comes into play. And sometimes it's as simple as like, okay, I can see that, and I just need to get from this point to that point, and then I can refocus on another point. But sometimes you need to really have a celebration piece and and really uh, and celebrate to that wins. Point-
1: to that point, Mike, sometimes just that one step up mm-hmm. represents huge progress because that's the only capacity you have for the day. Yep. And you've got to recognize that even though it's only one step and it doesn't feel like it's very much, it may have been the biggest thing you did for that day. And you really have to tap in and recognize that and celebrate that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That celebration in the moment is really important. And the and more, every time you take a step, Mike, in your analogy, right, you, you eventually you turn into a stair climbing machine, Yeah. you know, I mean, it just becomes how you do what you do. So the cost of taking the next step goes down.
0: You get stronger. You can't, yep. Yep.
1: Right. You can't do a hundred flights of stairs until you take that first step.
0: Yeah. Love it. And so, uh, so to me, just to kind of put a bow on this a little bit, not, you know, Christian loves when I say that, by the way. So let's put a bow on this a little bit. The, what, I think what we're talking about. So when I took about the aspects of this planning and then we can kind of talk about where we're going to take these episodes this month, it starts with really having this Assessment of of where you are, who you are, what's available to you, and where you want to go. That's, yeah, I
2: think that's that's right. Yeah,
0: and it's just a, it's just taking the time to think a little bit deeper about that stuff, right? So you really kind of dive into those things, and then you're then you can start mapping out, hey, what's really possible. And I, I think there's an old adage, and I think we've said it on the show several times, that people underestimate what they can do in a decade, decade, and overestimate what they can do in a year. I personally think it's a good idea to really stretch yourself over what you can think about what you can do every year and but realize that hey maybe i wanted to get through 30 flights of stairs this year but i only got through 25 that's a win
1: that's still success that's a success
0: right it is and where you know some people say oh i'm going to hit my 20 and i'm going to celebrate the 20 i want to stretch it out i want to make i want to i want to overestimate what i can do in the year i might have to budget and stuff like that not for the ideal maybe i don't budget for the 30 maybe i budget for the 22 or whatever but then when i hit the 25 it's still it's still really good
1: and sometimes you may not hit the goal, but you may get an unexpected successful outcome of it. And I want to tie this back to September when we did the commitments. Yeah. You know, I wanted to do all these these 10,000 steps every single day and I failed miserably at it. Yet what came out of that that I never even thought would come out of it was I was actually able to begin to jog. And I haven't jogged in 5 years. I didn't do it often, I didn't do it very long. But I did it. That's a huge success and it was a benefit I never thought would come out of failure.
0: There you go. And I and I think so that's phase one, the evaluation of where who you are, where you are, what you have available to you and where you want to go is is that first kind of phase. I think that second phase then is um, is really kind of honing in and part of the, I guess it's really kind of a transition to that, but really kinda of honing in to what those intentions or those targets and we're going to talk about in the third week specifically what's the difference between a goal and a target so those kind of honing into those annual intentions those annual targets and then you're basing off you know you've got to people have to budget i understand that you know we're going to introduce you to some other tools that kind of help small business owners budget more effectively throughout this whole process and this is going to be a great month if you are not one of our patreon subscribers you're going to really need to be one because we're going to we're going to tackle these things really hardcore and give you a lot of great how to's you're going to get the conceptual stuff in these episodes but where you're going to get great action steps in the Patreon subscription models. So make sure that you're going to patreon.com slash Pro and you're subscribing as one of our patrons to, to be able to take this up and level it up. Uh, this is kind of my specialty. This is what I've been kind of known for. For the last six years, I've put out, I've actually published a business plan that you know we get incredible feedback over. I, I know all three of us. This is the one area where I can feel like, I'm almost on equal footing with you guys because I get the <laughs> feedback of how this has changed my business and has changed my life. And I th- I'm really excited about how we can help impact people's next year and uh, get those targets, get that budget in place, and then just have a, a basic flow calendar of your year. I think that's if you do those things, you've got a really simple business plan that is going to help you execute in the short cycle burst because that is where the magic is going to happen.
1: Mike, you said something that triggered this thought. You know, the only thing we're certain of is we're going to grow older and time is going to pass. Right. You know, we can't stop time. And if you're not thinking about 2021 and what you want to accomplish in 2021, if you're only thinking about, I just want this year to end, you're going to fail. That's why this month's theme is so important because you need to be thinking about what your 2021 intentionality is going to be and what you're going to do to make it happen
0: you're gonna let the either let the year happen to you you're gonna be in that lifesaver ring or whatever just drifting away in the ocean and let the year happen to you or you're gonna you know have some intentionality and get in that kayak and actually take control of it so michael any last cl- closing words on you know the intentionality of and why it's so important to have an intentional plan going into the year
2: well i mean I, i'm reminded of the quote from um dodgeball that famous uh, <laughs> philosophical movie dodgeball and in it, um, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Is that one? That's 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 a good one. But the other one, and I can't <laughs> remember who's the name of the, the, the actor, the star actor, and I can't I keep forgetting. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, yeah. So Vince Vaughn is talking, and he says, "You know, I found that if you don't have a goal, you never fail." And he says, "I have to tell you, it feels phenomenal." Okay, so that there is there is there is that. I mean, when you put yourself out there with an intention, there's the risk of. Of failure. But <laughs> unless you're playing dodgeball, you probably are going to be benefited by having goals because even if you don't hit the goal, you're moving in that direction, you're getting better, you're, you're stretching yourself and you learn about yourself too. And, and every time you learn to get better, you just get you, that capacity, the capacity growth is permanent. I mean, you, you now have, have, a, have an ability to accomplish more and more and more. So stretching towards goals is, is such an important intentions is such an important part of, of accomplishing more in life and achieving what you're capable of.
0: So this is our uh, introduction, our kind of setting the table episode. Next episode, we're going to kind of get into the conceptual side of planning and the basics of planning and how it all fits together. And specifically the different types of people who have to plan. I know that sounds a little weird, right? But we're, we're going to kind of dive into that, like hopefully give you some insights of where you are and how that fits into everyone else's plans and everything else. and uh, And then we're kind of week three again, we're going to Get into the difference between goals and tactics and uh, i'm sorry goals and targets
1: goals and targets and then
0: uh and then of and course, tactics and tactics yeah uh and then the last week as always uh, of the month we'll have our capstone review and kind of talk about what we've learned and where we've grown this year so Uh, We're excited to have you along for the the ride. If you want to take it even further, again, the Patreon subscription is a must. Patreon.com slash Align Pro. Become one of our patrons and take advantage of the amazing resources we're going to have for you this month. All right, we'll see you next time. This is the Align Life Pro.